0: Since the beginning of the church, persecution has been part of the Christian experience. In fact, the Bible tells us that all who seek to live a godly life will be persecuted. Today, an estimated 360 million Christians are living under severe religious restriction. On this podcast, we share their stories. And we answer the question how can American Christians live as Christ? In an increasingly hostile culture, the way of the persecuted is the harder way. And this is the Harder Way Podcast. Well,
1: hello, everybody. I'm still Scott.
0: And I am still Maddie. And welcome back to the Harder Way Podcast. Today, we wanted to talk a little bit about something that we reference a lot in the past. We've referenced it a lot in the past 18 episodes. Yes, this is episode 19. Crazy of our podcast, wow. which is Bible delivery. We use that phrase. We talk about Bible delivery, delivery ministry. What do we mean by Bible delivery? Like, are these drones that are going and dropping Bibles places or are we just sending them in the post or what, what does that look like?
1: Well, you know, it's, it's uh, interesting that uh, if I compare it this way, I think it's interesting.
0: I'll, you, be judge, no, yeah, I'll be the judge. I'll be the judge. Just that. kidding. Just kidding.
1: Uh, you know, uh, if people were starving, mm-hmm. Right, and, and you're just a decent human being, and you have the means to get them some kind of sustenance, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to do that, right? Right. If you're just a, just got a, a heart, you're going to do Yeah. That, right? Okay. Well, so wow. when when there are people around the world who cannot get Bibles, and there's some that can't get Bibles because they're in prison, so they have to be sent in. Mm-hmm. Some can't get in Bible Bibles because they're just impoverished,
0: right? Uh, can't some can't
1: use a Bible because they're illiterate, yeah. Uh, and I'll have a little story about that later, um, but uh, there are people who are literate. In fact, communist countries, Marxist countries, will brag about their literacy rates being very high. Mm. But yeah,
0: read anything you want, just as long as Bible. it agrees with everything we say and is not the Bible, <laughs>
1: right? Because um, because they don't want you to read the words of life, mm. right? And, right. So, and so and so and and when Scripture tells us that the Bible is manna, it's the bread of life. It's 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 the it's the thing. It's what we need to it's live. It's really upon. our
0: spiritual food,
1: right? So because we know people are starving, Christians are starving for the Word of God, and we have a heart, we want to feed them.
0: Hmm. Because if if all of these Christians who are around the world, we talk about the fact uh, in our intro in our podcast that there are uh, over three hundred million Christians that are under severe 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 persecution, persecution restriction, and we know that there are hundreds of millions more uh, that are under uh, varying levels of persecution. But when we say that, sometimes it's easy to think of that just as a statistic. It seems very clinical. But when I say over 360 million, each one of those is a human being, is a person, and is our brother or sister in Christ, which means that they're part of our family. So there are Christians, our brothers and sisters in Christ, part of the body of Christ, who are living in a place where they cannot engage with Jesus through his word. Right. Because we know, we've talked about it ad nauseum on the podcast, that one of the most critical ways that we can abide in Christ, that we can uh, grow in our relationship with him, is to read his word. And yet there are millions of Christians Millions of followers of Jesus who don't have that opportunity to engage with him in that way because the Bible is being kept from them.
1: Right. So we're Bible people.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We preach the Bible. We Mm -hmm. teach the Bible. We um, study the Bible. uh, And we make sure other people can get it. Now, it's challenging because you you know that you can read the Bible and you can misunderstand things. Right. Right?
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: But we do live, we we, we want to give the Bible to people. people. And I'm going to say this uh, kind of in an interesting way. So don't take an offense unless the offense moves you closer to Jesus. Then take an offense, please. Which is, what if God was actually real? I ask that question not to say that I don't believe God is real. But sometimes I think, and oftentimes I think that, our actions and our attitudes reveal that we may not have that much belief that God is real. Mm. So we take a Bible to somebody and we're like, oh no, I have to control how they how they understand it, how they learn it, and I gotta give a bunch of training to go with it, and I have to and I listen, remember this. Number one, God can fill a persecuted nation three feet deep with Bibles without you. True. He, right? That's true. He's chosen to involve us in the process. Hmm. God can also stand in your living room and tell you everything that's in the Bible. He wants you to have a he wants you to read it for yourself. He wants you to pursue him. Hmm. And that same God in the Holy Spirit can guide you and lead you and teach you and direct you.
0: You know, I think that this is something that if we can just take a little uh aside for a second, here in the United States, we have so many resources oh, yeah. Ama- amazing resources oh, yeah. uh in terms of helping us to better understand the bible and better understand theology and how to apply it really just we're beyond blessed in that regard but unfortunately i think that there are many of us who have taken something that is intended to be a blessing a supplement a resource and we've become completely dependent upon those additional resources to help us with the bible to the point where we don't think that we're capable of engaging with the Bible on our own and just allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us because we're so afraid that we're going to, you know, get off track somehow. But here's the thing the Holy Spirit knows infinitely more about god's word because guess what holy spirit is god <laughs> right. uh, knows infinitely more about god's word than any of the wonderful brilliant christ-following people who have written these resources right so it's important that we realize we can 100 percent depend on him and that's what we are praying for our brothers and sisters in persecuted countries, that when we bring them the Bible, if they are Christians, they have the Holy Spirit living inside of them, which means that he can lead and guide them just as well as he can lead and guide any of us or lead and guide the authors of any of these books. Yeah,
1: and you know, they never ask us for theology books.
0: That is interesting, actually. They, they because they can't get those in persecuted countries either.
1: No, they ask us for Bibles, period. And you know, it's interesting... Um, When I was, uh, I got caught taking Bibles into Vietnam, and I'm still wondering if I could, if I could get away with going back there. I know I've been blacklisted for quite some time, but, but what we took in there was not just Bibles, because there are actually more than fifty languages spoken in Vietnam. Wow! And the Vietnamese are actually the, they're kind of like the the English and European settlers are in America. They're not the.
0: The natives. They're are, not the natives. Interesting. No. Interesting.
1: And they are not very nice to the to the people, who, the indigenous people that were there, the different tribes that are around. But uh, we brought in uh, cassette tapes that had portions of the Bible. They have the gospel message. Mm. Uh, and we brought in tape duplicators and we brought in the money to buy cassette tapes. We had these tape duplicators formatted to work on their current, their uh, elect- electrical uh, setup over there. And uh, it was amazing because we got a lot of our Bibles taken because we got, we got caught. But the duplicators and all the tapes and stuff all got through. Mm. And that was the most wow. important stuff. So it had the most impact. But, uh, and they used to have, this is pretty cool. There used to be this uh, group called, I believe it was called Gospel Recordings. And they would have a, a little cardboard Container, So it was like corrugated cardboard with a little, with it has a little tubes in it, you know, mm-hmm. and it was just an, just an L shape. So it closed like a clam. And then there was a record and you okay. put the record in it and then you'd use like the, the edge of the cardboard had a little needle. And I mean, it was not a dainty little needle like you see in a nice phonograph. It yeah. was kind of rough. Okay. And then you had like a little hand crank you'd put on there, a real small little plastic thing and you'd turn it and it would actually play the Bible.
0: Whoa, you know, that's scripture. pretty cool. I'd like to see one of those and then to
1: hear it in Chinese is even yeah. crazier. it's you know, it's like, yeah. zai, but you're playing it you're playing yeah. it with your own by the
0: spoon. way, that was not him making fun of Chinese, uh, that was actually a real Chinese phrase yeah,
1: that means they are swimming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, we did Rosetta Stone Mandarin for like five
1: minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we are cooking because <laughs>
0: you learn all those really uh, important phrases or eating one of those when you're two, doing uh, Rosetta yeah. Stone. Yeah. That's really cool, though.
1: Yeah, so there's so different... we can
0: get creative with it. Right? Yes, but
1: <laughs> the thing is, so so it may not always be written, but we have to get the scripture to people, and yeah. they desperately need it. That's what they want.
0: Well, and I think back to my um, kind of the original question of Are we just sending them in the mail? Or are we dropping them? You know, like bombs? Uh, one thing, and you know, we'll say this kind of without going into too much details of exactly where and how. But one of the things that is really uh, beautiful about uh, the ministry that we're a part of is that they're going in person to our restricted, persecuted brothers and sisters and bringing them the physical Bibles in person. Right. They're going themselves and doing that. Because there are different ministries, and we're obviously we're not um, uh, bashing them in any way, but that will send Bibles... By mail. By mail, or at, the issue with that, you know, one of the main issues with that is that oftentimes they just get confiscated and...
1: Oh, yeah, there was a ministry know. one time that spit, sent hundreds of thousands of Bibles to Cuba, and those Bibles rotted in the harbor. Right. The Cuban government said, oh, thank you so much. And this is what communist governments will do. They'll say... Oh, well, you know the Bible is legal here, which they'll tell you it is. It is legal, but they'll say it's legal but not permitted.
0: And what <laughs> right. on earth does that mean? Yeah, well, it's legal, you know. but it's not permitted.
1: And so they'll and or you can't bring that many in or whatever, so they, yeah. they will distribute them for you. Mm. We'll make sure the Christians and get them. And by for
0: distribute, you. we mean we'll just let them rot here on this boat or exactly. distribute them into the garbage.
1: Exactly. So they'll so that's that's what happens sometimes. And uh um, but but it's not really about even the methodology per se. It's about the master. It's about Jesus. Hmm. And it's about that intimacy with him that comes through taking a risk and walking by faith and choosing the harder way. It, the harder way is to load up your suitcases full of Bibles, not try to hide them, and, and go try to cross a border. Yeah, That's the harder way. It's the way of faith.
0: That is the harder and way. And
1: then maybe not even knowing where you're going. Uh, so sometimes we know where we're going, sometimes we don't, and you're literally going and trying to let the Lord open doors for you and 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 uh, make connections for you and find a way for you when the person you're talking to could be a com commun- an informer for the government.
0: Wow, truly yeah. having to depend upon God and His providence and making sure that He is guiding every single little step.
1: Yeah, and then something amazing happens because when you uh, then connect with christians and we and, and and what we do is we don't go to the church we go to the pastor okay okay and this is important because we want the church to see the hand of god working through their pastor not through, and we don't want any credit or any glory so we take the bibles we meet with the pastor and then we tell the pastor distribute these to your church and just and just tell them the lord provided because that's what happened you don't need yes, to mention us exactly you don't need to tell them about us you know we don't want any so we don't go in and preach in their churches we don't go in you know no taking over their pulpits we don't show up on a Sunday every Sunday I've spent with the persecuted church has been just with my little, a little missionary team in a hotel somewhere or or on or or somewhere out of the way having our own little private church service mm-hmm.
0: we, don't, yeah. we don't do
1: that because we don't want any credit we don't want any glory we want, God, we want God to get the glory uh and and we want their faith to be increased but the amazing thing that happens though with these pastors is that when we come and we're giving them the thing that they desperately need, um, and then they find out that we've suffered for them,
0: right? By by actually coming in person,
1: they talk to us like they don't talk to other people. They, yes, I was I was
0: gonna try to get to that point. Actually, we we, yeah. actually,
1: we actually had one time. This was my first time in Cuba, and I think the pastor of this church has probably gone to be with the Lord. Um, and I can't remember his name now, but. Um, we went to his church, and we went in through the back way. And there was actually a group from Texas, a, a, like a ministry group that was there doing a like a, a ministry thing. And this was oh, back, and this was wow. back twenty years ago, or more than twenty years ago, when it was really hard to get in. So I don't even yeah. know how they they went <laughs> how in on. How did this a, happen? <laughs> they went in on a missionary visa. So these kids are down in the front, uh, and they're serving, and we're trying to get around inside the church without these young people, teenagers, seeing us. Okay and it's very interesting because the pastor there because he knows what we're about we're not eating your food i mean these are these folks you know didn't have enough food right we're not eating their food we're not putting them out we're just coming to bless them and then we're leaving our our, our visits maybe 30 minutes to an hour okay and then we're gone back in those days it was more like 30 minutes we're in bless them talk to them a little bit ask them some questions let them kind of unload on us a little bit and then boom we're gone um and it was interesting because this pastor was saying that it was a. We asked them how it was going with this ministry group, and they said, "Well, they're very nice kids, but they had a couple of complaints. Number one, they said when they when we when the when their leaders and stuff speak in our churches, they talk to us like we're children.
0: Hmm.
1: It's very condescending,
0: assuming that because they're from a different country or because they're poor or because they don't speak English, that somehow." Right, they're not, you know, amazingly mature Christians, yeah. Yeah. and you know, and then and, and then the second thing
1: people. is they say you know they're they're expecting to stay in the church, which mm. creates problems for them with the government. Right, at least that then can, I think yeah. now you can get away with that a little more, but um, back
0: then you could have gotten in some very serious trouble for housing people like that.
1: Yes. And uh, yeah, back then, like the Cuban nationals, if they were with us, they couldn't stay in a hotel with us. They couldn't. It was hard to even get them in to go to the restaurant. Restaurants with us, if and there wasn't much food in the restaurants. Sometimes there was no food in the restaurants. You go to a restaurant, you're like, no food. Yeah. It was very hit and miss back in those days whether you ate or not. Um. Anyway, we the uh, uh, the pastor said the other thing he said was, and they just are eating all of our food. And so it's not like, it's not like they, it's not like the youth group wasn't giving them money for the right. food. It was that you just couldn't get food, right? So if you come into my house and you eat all my food, but you give me a hundred bucks, the hundred bucks is useless to me if I can't get food mm-hmm. from the from a store or from the black market or from somewhere. You know, I'm just going to be hungry. And so that part of ha- them having the blessing mm-hmm. of having this youth ministry was the knowledge that they were going to spend some time hungry.
0: Mm, that's hard. So,
1: yeah, so we we gave them uh, some some money to help cover their expenses with that um but that was just a different reality. So, it's a, it's a very different experience. And the reason why I'm telling you that is because that information that we get we get uh by paying a price mm. and we share it in our newsletter.
0: Yes, that's really kind of our main point that we've wanted to get to Today is it took that, us
1: nineteen podcasts to get to it. Yeah, uh, is
0: that we're slow? Uh, is that if you want to get information about our persecuted brothers and sisters, about things that are going on in the persecuted church today, uh, we you know information that you cannot get any other place. And I you know I'm not saying that like oh you know you'll never hear this anyplace else. Right. I'm not saying it fac- facetiously. Uh, genuinely, there are no other ministries that are going to the places we're going speaking with the people we're speaking to engaging with them in the way that we are and so if you want to uh, get that kind of information we have a monthly newsletter uh, that goes out it's snail mail physical mail uh, you'll get it in your in your mailbox uh, that goes out every single month and we want to uh, offer that to all of our podcast listeners and that
1: letter will actually have my dna on it so you can clone me
0: wow well definitely don't try to do that because we only we can only handle one of him that's
1: true it's too much yeah too, <laughs> too much for myself exactly but yeah we're we have this newsletter and here's the thing, like. There are other great sources, and we want to encourage you, you know, read Voices of the Martyrs and stuff. Um, read other sources if you can, if you can uh, get your hands on them, because they're speaking to people that we're not speaking to, and they're talking to people who are in Africa who are suffering, or people in Muslim mm-hmm. nations who are suffering. Um, and they do a lot of other humanitar- humanitarian relief that we don't do. We are Bibles only, and then whatever we can stuff between the Bibles and our suitcases, so a little humanitarian relief, but it's very small. Um, and so the stories that we're going to share with you are the stories that we get from people whose hearts are softened by the, by the way we approach them Mm -hmm. and who open up to us in ways, uh, they don't open up to other people. In fact, in Cuba, where a lot of our ministry is right now, you know, the Cubans have a saying, they say, todo bien, everything's good. Mm and so even if it's not good uh, (laughs) even if it's not good and so they'll tell most missionaries total be in everything's good for the few that go over there um but when we go and we're and and we come in come in a different way and we're and we're doing ministry with them a different way and we're relating to them a different way they'll tell us total be in but then they'll also tell us what's really going on Hmm. they'll give us the real story and so that's reflected in our newsletters
0: Yes, that's the type of information that you can get in the newsletters, uh, as well as really kind of exposition on some of the things that we've talked about here in the podcast. We've done different series uh, of newsletters where we've gone really in-depth into things like The Three Temptations or uh, persecution as a whole or the risks of getting political and uh, all that kind of stuff, stuff that is a little bit more difficult to uh, do in a conversational format. Yeah, but what's, um, what's
1: cool is that the lessons... Um, Come right now. the 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 information right now. A lot of it's coming off of out of Cuba, but the lessons and the principles and the understanding that stuff dates back to doing ministry the same way back to the Cold War. Yeah. Back into the '80s. -hmm. Back into. East Germany and, and Czechoslovakia used to be one country. Romania, uh, different parts of uh, of Russia, you yeah, know, it's Siberia. Siberia. And, In yeah. fact, here's a great Bible story from Siberia. This is not my story. This is actually the founder and his wife. It's their, it's their ministry story, but I'll share it. So they used to they would they uh, went into uh, Siberia, and I mean it was just a long arduous journey. Uh, maybe we'll have them tell you about it someday, just getting to where these Christians were at. Went into this town, found this little I believe it was a Baptist church. But you know, in, in a lot of the persecuted countries, they're just whatever denomination they happen to be the missionaries that they met or happen to be near them. They're not as like denominationally. They don't care as much about that. Yeah, they're not so focused on denominational stuff. It's just are you Christian or are you not a Christian? It's kind of their focus. Um and so they went to this church, and uh, the big pastor comes out with his big beard. His name is Yvonne. Yvonne comes out, and he grabs the men by the shoulders and gives each of them a kiss right out of the mouth. Oh, my. Yeah, just, just a pucker. nothing. Yeah, nothing yeah, r- but still. And the women come out and do the same thing with the women. Well, here's what had happened. They had been given a They had a Bible. I mean, they had a Bible. Mm -hmm. And they committed themselves to study this Bible. And Paul said, greet one another with a holy kiss. And they they did. did. No matter how awkward it was for them. And they, and they, so they didn't understand sometimes that there was cultural context and that they didn't understand hermeneutics, you know, the art and science of biblical interpretation. So they took everything very literally. They took communion every time they came together. I mean, they tried to do it as authentically as they could. Uh, you know, from their understanding, they had the men on one side of the church, the women mm. on the other. Women were silent in church. They had their heads covered. They were trying to just take the Bible as literally as they could. Mm. Um, and so, and, there's, and there was, a, and so, what was interesting was um, our founders did not tell them, did not correct them. I said you didn't correct them. They said no. It was so innocent, and it was so beautiful, and it was so pure that we just never said anything to them. We went back several times. Right. I mean,
0: why why would you need or want to?
1: And it wasn't until the the Iron Curtain came down that the things changed.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. But and it was almost kind of sad to see the innocence go away. Yeah. But the the point is those that's our heart. That's our heart is getting the Bible to persecuted Christians and it's not just to to mail them, it's to go in person and be with them, to to visit them in their Imprisonment to visit them in chains, Mm. because when we fellowship, we bring Jesus with us.
0: Yes, absolutely, and He's already there.
1: Mm -hmm. And of course, the Bible is the book of Jesus. We got Jesus, 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 three ways. Yeah, and it's and it's an amazing, amazing experience. And I got to tell you, for me, I always feel like I'm cheating when I do a Bible courier mission. How so? (laughs) Because I feel like I get more blessed than the people we're blessing. Oh, I I mean, I every time I come back sick or injured, or you know, sometimes one uh, last mission I was on, it took me like six months to fully recover my my uh, health. Of course, I got COVID, but there, but but uh, yeah, yeah, it it took me a while to recover. But I mean, I just feel like I get the better end of the deal. I feel like Hmm. you know, yeah, it's it's an amazing, and I'm so inspired by their faith. Yeah, uh, You know, and, and, and there aren't any phony, baloney, plastic banana Christians because of, there's nothing to gain from being a Christian except for Jesus and eternity. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so anyway.
0: So uh, what we would say then, kind of in, in summation here, uh, is when we're talking about Bible delivery Bible delivery, and you hear us mention that phrase, we're talking about suffering and going in person bringing the Bible to our brothers and sisters. And when we're talking about why Bible delivery is important we're saying that we have the ability to bring the book of Jesus to parts of his body, to our brothers and sisters that are desperately in need of it. Mm -hmm. And That is our heart is to get that to people. And we know that for many of you listening, that is your heart and your burden as well. And so we uh, want to encourage you uh, to sign up to receive this newsletter to get this information about what's going on with this Bible delivery stuff. Currently, here now in 2023, as well as all of the incredible lessons uh, from the Bible Delivery Ministry from our persecuted brothers and sisters uh, that have, have come from over 40 years uh, of ministry experience. And so, uh, the way that you will sign up for the newsletter is you will actually need to email us.
1: Or, I'll tell you what, I'm going to do I'm going to put a link in our show notes. Oh, okay. To a Google doc that you can go in. It's just, it's private. It's just my, it's our, it's our private email. Uh, it's connected to that. You go in and you'll fill out the Google doc and that'll get you, um, that'll give you all the information we need. Uh, and, and then that'll put you on our, uh, our, our mailing list for the creator update and we'll we'll do it now. We'll, we'll get you on the, on the June letter. The June letter is a good one. Yeah. And, uh, um, and also, um, we will uh, put you on our mailing list. And so the mailing list, we, we promise not to bombard you with emails. We email like maybe once at the most every two weeks, uh, usually about once a month. And it's a all month. prayer
0: requests. And it's just
1: prayer requests or to let you know we've got a courier team going out in a few mm-hmm. days. Can you be praying? Stuff like that. We never, never ask for money. Well, that's I mean, an
0: important point. We've yeah. talked about on the podcast before um, that this ministry was founded on the principle of not fundraising. Right. So when we talk about getting this uh, this update, getting this newsletter, uh, you're never going to be asked for money. You're never going to be receiving right. a, you know a donor letter like how you no. know how can you help us by giving no. us this well, money? Well, I mean it goes
1: without saying, right? You need a, you need money to read, to to run to run a ministry. We need money to read this to to. Uh, run this ministry but god moves on the hearts of people and they and 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 uh, it's
0: it's all about trusting in the providence of god
1: absolutely absolutely not
0: not trusting in our ability to sell people on the ministry or to you know manipulate people into giving money
1: (laughs) right right but i'll tell you the power of the bible to transform people. Have I told the garden lady story on, on mm-hmm. a podcast? I yeah. have. Okay. So yeah, you know, the idea though is that is that one Bible can transform a whole community. And we've seen that in multiple occasions where we gave one person a Bible and we came back six months or a year later and we found that with that Bible, the person had built a whole Christian community. Wow. And what's crazy is they're reading the Bible and they 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 understand it and they're properly applying it. I mean, it's it's really crazy. Think, Turns out
0: the Holy Spirit.
1: He doing kno- some work. Knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. So you know, obviously, we're involved in Christian education. We think education is important, but we know. I'll tell you like this. Let me finish the little story. When I was a young pastor. I was praying for God to bring someone into my life to kind of mentor me and train me. And the founders of our ministry of, of Bible couriers came into the church, and we kind of wound up having that relationship. Kind of, I like to say it's the spiritual uh, aunt and uncle relationship because they weren't like mom and dad, but they were like so friends and also mentors. And one day, our founder uh, uh, was had come into uh, my office and uh, was. Um, uh, he saw all my theology books and he was talking to me about those and he issued me a challenge. He goes, I'll, I want to issue you a challenge. He said, I want you to decide what you know, what passage you're preaching on this on the Sunday and then I want you to read the passage every day and pray about that God will show you what it means. And then when you, when you feel like God has shown you what it means, I want you to write it down, make your notes and then go get your theology books and compare it. And I did mm. this week after week after week, and you know what I found?
0: You were completely off base.
1: Exactly. I was a crazy man. No. The Holy Spirit was showing me what the scriptures meant. I had a mm. very... But just by... I was really getting an... Now, there's some controversial verses where you can... You need some hermeneutics help and some to do some good exegesis and, and understand the scripture. But... And there's some places where there's different differing opinion mm. between theologians, but... In general, I always, always had it right. What the Lord didn't tell me, what the Holy Spirit didn't tell me was like the historical stuff, Mm -hmm. the cultural stuff. That's all the stuff you have to research and and learn, the those little details. But as far as the meaning, it was always right on the money. And so that's what happens Mm -hmm. with our brothers and sisters in the persecuted church as well. So we want to get them a Bible Mm -hmm. and we want to let them and turn them loose with the Holy Spirit and they're going to be all right.
0: Absolutely. So uh, our encouragement to you, uh, number one, this week I would challenge you, as we've been talking about our brothers and sisters that don't have Bibles, I would challenge you to commit to pray for our our persecuted brothers and sisters uh, who don't have access to God's word. Make that a part of your, uh, your daily prayers this week and part of your routine is praying for them. Number two, if the Lord is moving on your heart and you want to get more information about about what is going on with these persecuted brothers and sisters, sign up for uh, for our newsletter so you can get that information. Uh, like he said, you can get the uh, link in the show notes, which will take you to the Google Doc. Or for those of you that are too confused, uh, find that confusing, you can actually email us at nationsforjc at gmail.com. That's nations, the number four letter J, letter C, at gmail.com, and we will get you all squared away from that. Yes,
1: send us your your name, uh, your address, phone number, your e- return email, and then we'll get you on the mailing list. We won't use your phone number to call you and bug you unless we just want to call you and tell you we love you, but it's a long list, so it could be a while before we call you. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Cheers. <laughs> We will catch you next time, and we will be back soon for episode number 20. We'll have to come up with something really special for that. Yeah,
1: thanks for hanging out with us and for being with us for the First 19 Mm -hmm. Podcast. And uh, we hope that – we pray that you're being blessed uh, by this content. And uh, we look forward to spending another 20 podcasts with you. At least. At least.
0: All right. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Harder Way Podcast. If you were encouraged by this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving us a review. To be the first to know when we publish new episodes, subscribe to the Harder Way podcast on your favorite platform. Until next time, remember the words of Christ. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven.